Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're gonna be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. Um, In today's episode, I want to talk to you about um, making your own pottery glazes. Um, So you might be, you know, doing pottery in a kind of um, community pottery or educational setting and they might um, let you, you know, make your own glaze and then bring it in or they might let you, you know, use the materials there to make your own glaze. Or if you're practicing pottery at home, you have your own kiln, you know, the world's your oyster in terms of like, you know, making your own glazes. It's really exciting. So you may not have ever made your own glaze before. You might think it's really tricky. Um, you might use, you know, ones that you buy as a powder that's already that already mixed, or you might buy a liquid glaze that's already mixed um, and use that. But I just want to tell you, you absolutely can make your own glazes. It's um, it's very simple, um, and you basically follow a recipe, a bit like making a cake. Um, and it makes the glaze. So um, before um, before I started making my own glazes, I thought it was really, really complicated. And I thought, oh no, I'll never be able to do that. Maybe I'll need a degree in chemistry or something to be able to do it. But that is absolutely not the case. Um, it's often using very simple ingredients. They're all kind of very, you know, quite often like the same ingredients you're using every time or you're, you know, and you're changing the colorant or you're just, you know, tweaking certain things. You're maybe changing the type of plant ash you're using every time or something. So, um, yeah, it's very simple. And, um, I'm going to talk you through the process today, just to kind of like, just so you know that maybe at the end you'll be like, I can do this (laughs) too. I can make a glaze. So, um, yeah, and if you do make your own glazes, sometimes it's just interesting, isn't it, hearing about how other people make their make their you know do their pottery and stuff. Sometimes I like really like I love hearing about like how other people's like pottery processes happen. I'm just like it kind of gives me ideas and stuff. Like oh, maybe I could do that. And when you're dealing with powders in glaze making, you always want to make sure that you've got an FFP3 face mask as well. So you need to wear one of those whenever you're working with any fine powders in glaze making or you're working with any plant ash, you, know, you don't want to be breathing in those powders. So it's really important to say that first in terms of like safety. Um, okay, so the first thing to say is that you need to know whether your clay is earthenware or stoneware. Um, so that's effectively, it, are you making a low fire glaze or are you making a high fire glaze? So if you've got stoneware clay, you need to be making a high fire glaze. Um, and if you've got earthenware clay, you need to be making a low fire or mid fire glaze. And then that will fit the type of clay you're using. So it also means that the, the, the glaze is fired to the right temperature. OK, so um, all the glazes I make are stoneware because that's I fire all my pottery to stoneware temperatures um, in my kiln. So it's like um, 1,280 um, and all the glazes I make, um, they reach maturity at that temperature. So, um, OK, so just 
just to say that if you're looking for recipes, um, I've done a whole other episode actually on like where to find um, glaze recipes, um, then um, yeah, then, then you need to be picking ones that are right for your clay. Okay, so that's the first thing to say. Um, okay, so the second thing to say is like, um, get a glaze recipe. So um, like I said, I, I've done this in the whole other episode, there's loads of different sources of recipes, but generally say like, you know, books are a fantastic source of, of glaze recipes. There's some incredible books out there. Um, I've got lots out of the library actually. Um, you know, your local library might have some, um, you know, that you can buy some online or, you know, if you, if you want some glaze recipes, I've got lots actually in my books. Um, there's um, there's one on like ash glazing, pottery glazing with plant ash. That's got a glaze recipe in. That's just one glaze recipe. And then um, eco-conscious pottery glazing also has 17 glaze recipes in as well. So if you want some glaze recipes, there's those resources. But there's so many books out there. And you can even find recipes sort of like online as well. Um, okay, so you've got your recipe. You've got your glaze recipe. And... Um, the way you read a glaze recipe is as follows. Okay, so the the basic ingredients of a glaze usually will add up to 100 parts. So often this won't include any colorants and it won't include any water. So those two elements are added on top of your base glaze recipe. So for example, um, in, um, this book that I um, wrote on um, plant ash glazing, so pottery glazing with plant ash, um, the recipe I used was 40 parts Cornish stone, 20 parts um, quartz, ground quartz, and then 40 parts um, plant ash. Plant ash. So, um, so those three ingredients together made up a hundred parts. So if you're, for example, um, making you know a hundred grams of glaze, which is very small, let's say a, let's say a kilogram of glaze, you you need to be dividing um, them, dividing those ingredients up into parts. So like the proportion, for example. So like your quartz, for example, if you're making a kilogram of glaze, um, your quartz will be like. 200 grams um you know and then the cornish stone is going to be 400 grams and then the plant ash is also going to be 400 grams and then together i think <laughs> they add up to a kilogram yeah so um so what you need to do is basically um you know they're all the parts you need to kind of transfer into weight so it's always generally measured in weight so I just use normal kitchen scales and um you know I just weigh out in like a mixing bowl that I bought from the supermarket and um just kind of the the ingredients will already come in powdered form from the pottery supplier apart from ash if you're using an ash um you'll need to like just process that yourself by sieving it some people wash it, but that's a whole nother story. I don't bother washing it. I just sieve it. <laughs> um, and then that gives you all your dry, you know, your dry powders. Um, and that gives you 100 parts. Okay. So the next thing that you might be doing is you might be adding a colorant on top. So um, I actually don't add any metal oxides on top, uh, you know, for my pottery glazing. I actually paint on with recycled metal oxides, which I make from recycled copper metal and recycled um, iron. I can make one as well from. Um, so, but you might be using a commercial metal oxide. Um, 
and those are always measured on top of your base recipe. So say you've made, you've got your 100 parts of you know, a kilogram of glaze, <laughs> you've got that, put it in a bucket, all your dry ingredients, that's great, put them in a bucket with a lid, uh, that you, you know, get a bucket with a lid, um, and then you can weigh out um, your uh, metal oxide on top of your 100 parts. So for example, Quite a lot of metal oxides will be like maybe 1%, 2%, maybe up to 4%, 5%, you know, occasionally, occasionally a little bit more than that because they're very strong colorants normally. So you only generally need like, you know, 1% to 2%, but in, in your glazing recipe, it will specify um, how many parts basically of, you know, a colorant you need to add. So say, for example, you're making a glaze um, with like, uh, you know, uh, iron oxide, and it says five of iron oxide, then, um, you know, in your, um, like, you know, we're making um, like our glaze of, you know, a, a kilogram. So five would be um, 50 grams of um, iron oxide. So that's that's 5% of our um, 1000 grams <laughs> of the other ingredients, but we're adding it on top. Okay, so, um, right, so then we've got, so you add the colorant in and then you just add the water and that is it. That's how you make a glaze. You're literally just put, measuring out the dry ingredients, putting it in a bucket and just adding some water. Okay, so um, get some water, start adding it in, give it a stir um, and you're aiming for the consistency, sort of, you know, try and make sure there's no lumps in there. Just keep on stirring it you're aiming for the consistency of kind of like a single cream. Um, some ash glazes like to be a bit like thicker, ever so slightly thicker. Um, they just work better if they're just like a little bit applied, a little bit thicker. But generally, like, you know, if you're making a glaze from like powdered rocks, um, you know, um, quartz, dolomite, etc., um, uh, flint, you know, uh, those kind of things like ball clay, china clay, those kind of glazes can, you know, they, they go on really well at the consistency of like single cream. So, um, give it a really good mix. Some glazes like settle to the bottom very quickly. So, um, it is a great idea to um, give it um, like uh, a whisk with one of those like hand blenders. I sometimes use an electric hand blender and they're really, really good for getting a really, really smooth glaze. Um, or you can just stir it with a spoon, you know. Um, generally, like um, it's not good to like touch the glaze with your hand in case, you know, um, just because they've got like metal oxides in there maybe or, um, you know, it might like irritate your skin. So generally just use like a stirring stick or a spoon um, and just keep on stirring your glaze until it's smooth and it's till it's got no lumps and then what lots of potters do is they will then sieve their glaze and that really helps to like disperse um like any like oxide particles it really just helps to like disperse it all any lumps get rid of those you know it helps to like make the glaze like really really smooth like you know just get out any kind of any impurities and just really mix the glaze really well so um, you can get um, special glaze sieves from pottery suppliers. Um, they're very, very fine mesh. And when you pour the glaze through it, you know, you might need to have like a spatula or something just to push the glaze through it. Um, and that's how, you know, you basically sieve your glaze. And generally glazes just need to be sieved once. You know, once you've mixed them all up, you sieve them back into their bucket and then that's done. You've actually made a glaze. <laughs> 
So that's it. You've made a glaze. That's like all you need to do. So um, uh, another top tip I would say actually just at the end is to make sure you kind of like label your glaze. So um, there have been times when I've made a glaze and I've been like, oh, which one? Which bucket was it in? And then, so what I do now is I always make sure I like um, write the glaze on the lid. Um, and then I know exactly, like, especially if I'm actually doing loads of different plant ash glazes, that can get a bit confusing because they all look right the same. <laughs> um, and then I always make, so I always make sure I label um, the glaze as soon as I've made it. And then I won't like forget what it is. So yeah, label the lid, keep the lid on to keep the kind of level of water in. Um, and then, uh, and then when you come to use your glaze, just give it a stir, make sure it's really smooth again, all mixed up properly. You can dip your pot in it then. Um, and yeah, and then replace the lid every time, just so just to keep the water in. If the glaze starts getting a bit thick, so, you know, if you're dipping lots of pots in it, it will absorb the water and, you know, it could, you get, and also water's evaporating, can get a, get a bit thicker. So once you've given it a stir, if it feels a bit thick, you think, oh, maybe it's a bit thick, you can add just a little bit more water in every time, you know, and just um, mix it up again. Um, and then it gets back to the right consistency. So, um, yeah, another thing to say, actually, is if you accidentally add too much water at the glaze making stage, that is absolutely fine and is not a disaster. And it happens all the time. And it's almost like the only way you can really, you know, tell like how much water to add is like accidentally adding too much one day or whatever. So you just wait for all the ingredients to settle at the bottom and then you'll get like a pure kind of water on top and literally you can just scoop it off. So it's really not a disaster. It's very easy to fix. Scoop off the water as soon as all the ingredients have settled, mix it up again, then see, you know, how thick is my glaze now? If it's a bit too thick, add a bit more water. If it's still too thin, you think, oh, maybe it's a bit thin. Then you can you know, do the same process again, let everything settle again and then scrape off, you know, just scoop off a little bit more water. Um, and sometimes um, the only way really to tell how thick to make a glaze is if you dip a pot in it and fire it. And if it's like, you know, oh, I think it's a bit thin. It doesn't look quite, you know, it doesn't look very nice. Like it's very like, you know, too, it's matte or too translucent. You think, oh, maybe it's not been applied thick enough, or if you've accidentally applied it, you know, if you realize your glaze is actually too thick, if it's kind of running down the pot in big gloops and, um, you know, like sticking to the kiln shelf or something, uh, some glazes, you know, if they're applied too thickly, they just run terribly, like, or, you know, or drip and stuff like that. So the only way you can tell is sometimes just to fire a pot, you know? So, um, yeah, so it's all about like experimentation. Um, another thing to say is that some, glaze making materials will actually make a glaze run more you know so it depends on like the kind of oxides you've added and like what your glaze is made out of some ash glazes run quite badly so um you know it, it really just is about like experimenting like how thick do i need to make this glaze to make the the kind of um the look i want basically on my pot um yes i think that's it <laughs> <laughs> just looking at my notes yeah that's we've covered everything so that is how to make your own glaze it's actually very simple it's it basically involves um weighing out the ingredients of you know up to 100 parts um i have actually just to say i have actually seen some glazes which don't add up to 100 but just always follow the parts so if it's saying you know if the parts add up to 120 or something just follow the parts because the person who's made the recipe will know exactly how many parts you need for that recipe. So um, yeah, it doesn't have to add up to 100. <laughs> I've seen ones that don't. 
but um, generally speaking, um, it'll be a hundred parts. And um, yeah, just weigh it out with scales, you know, convert the parts into weight, however much you're making. If you're just making a little test, you might just need a hundred grams of in total. Um, yeah, and enjoy. This is like a whole world of experimentation that's like, you know, available to you once you start sort of like making your own glazes. It's like, is yeah, I found it hard to stop actually. I'm a bit like, uh, I just want to make loads and loads. Every plant I see, I like, I want to make it into a glaze. So yeah, plant ash glazing is a whole world of like, a whole like cool world of fun. So um, yeah, so I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you think, oh, I can't make a glaze, that is not true. You can make a glaze and um, it's something you can absolutely try. So, um, yeah, so thanks so much for joining me on this episode and I'll see you next time. Happy potting. So if you liked that and you're interested in learning more about pottery, eco-conscious pottery, tools and techniques for potters, there's so much for you on the Oxford Clay website. There's blogs, ebooks, e-courses, video courses, and I can't wait to see you there. So the website is www.oxfordclay.co.uk. <laughs>